Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good crisp October morning. It's supposed to be even crisper, I understand. Somebody said we may have some snow in the mountains on Tuesday. Wouldn't that be something? Early snow? All the skiers would be happy, wouldn't they? Well, good morning, and let me remind you of a couple things. First of all, just a reminder about prayer cards. Remember, pick your prayer cards up now during these announcement times and put a check mark if you want it shared. Otherwise, it will not be shared for privacy concerns. Now, last week, Sarah Catherine Lee was supposed to be here, but she, they're going to be here this week to, as part of the Parable of Talents Challenge. As you know, Sarah Catherine Lee's grandmother passed away last week. But they're supposed to be here. She's supposed to be here, I guess, between services, selling her handmade crafts um, as part of her parable, a talents challenge. So I hope that you'll consider helping her out. The money goes to the church. A reminder that next Sunday is All Saints Sunday. It's like we're going to have a, a special remembrance of those who passed amongst our congregation since last All Saints Sunday. We're going to do that in both services. And also here in this service is the monthly opportunity for Holy Communion. Just remind you. Now today is a big day. Who can tell me what it is? What's happening tonight? Anybody want to tell me? What? Trunk or treat. That's right. Trunk or treat is tonight at 5 o'clock. And I am so looking forward to this. And it starts in the Family Life Center. Uh, there'll be a hot dog uh, meal uh, that's part of the youth fundraiser, right? And, that, and then there'll be a hayride and trunk retreating. So that's today at five o'clock. There will be not. There will no, there'll be no regular Sunday night programs. Besides that, November the 18th is traditionally here at, at Memorial Consecration Sunday or Pledge Sunday, and that begins. That's the Sunday um, when we will come together as one congregation to uh, bring our pledges to the altar uh, to, for the support of this church, and we'll have a big meal, and that's coming up on the 18th. And prior to that, each, uh, for a minute or two, each service until the 18th, uh, someone from the congregation heard about this, and I think this morning it's um, Brett Hovis. Yes, Brett is going to come up and, and do that. And you know, Brett, let's use this bike right here, okay? Good morning. How are y'all doing? Uh, my name is Brett Hovis, and I've been a member here at Memorial. My wife, Casey, and I have for, I guess it's been close to two years now. And um, we... We found that Memorial for us, I grew up in a very large church in Rock Hill, South Carolina, and my wife grew up in a small country church in Hodges. And when we started coming to Memorial, we loved the interaction that we, that we found uh, within the Sunday school class, the cross trainer class that we go to. And then, you know, also just uh, it, it made us realize you know, to get more involved in the church, and that's something that we've tried to do, and it, it's really benefited us in our lives and in our fellowship so far. But I guess during that time, about two years ago, we were still at that point in our lives where we were, you know, going to weddings every weekend or uh, baby showers or wedding parties and such, and 
we, um, you know, we said that my wife was pregnant at the time. We said, you know, we, we both grew up in a, in a church and we need to provide that for our son Houston as well. And that's, you know, how we started getting more involved. But around that time too, we were, you know, going through some, some financial struggles, I guess, as probably most families do at some point in time in their lives. And uh, I came home one day from work and my wife had laid uh, the Dave Ramsey Total Money Makeover book on my, on my uh, bed. And I was like, what, you know, what is this? I'm, you know, I'm not reading this or whatever. And she said, you know, I really think that you should read it. So uh, I, I finally did. And what, what that taught me was he, he preaches about a, a ministry and, and his faith. And, and I, and so I told my wife, she kind of created a monster when she did that, so to speak. And, um, I, I started, uh, looking at what we were giving to the church and things of that nature. And I said, you know, we, we can do this and we can make this change in our lives, uh, to benefit us, but we can also make, make a change in our lives to benefit, uh, our church and, and God and grow stronger in our faith. And, you know, after looking at our tax returns and such, you know, I just said, I said, you know, we, we can really, uh, if we start giving more to the church, then I think it's going to benefit us overall in our lives. And so we started that process about two years ago, and, and I'm here to tell you that it, that it has. It really has benefited us in our, in our lives. And, and as Eric Jeter has taught me, I, I think that's a God thing. It's not you know, that's not something that, that we've done, you know, so, um, I hope, hope that inspires everybody. I mean, it's, uh, it, it definitely has benefited, benefited me in my life and, and in Casey's as well. So thanks for letting me uh, share that with you. Let's all stand and sing together.
Lord, thank you so much for this glorious day, Lord. Thank you for the chance just to come and to worship you and to lift you up higher than any other name. Lord, we are just so grateful for the opportunity to do that. Lord, shine through us today. Help us just to be your light. In your name I pray. Amen. Living one. 
carpet and if everyone else will turn and greet your neighbor and just tell them good morning we're glad you're here Good morning. How are you guys? All right. Well, Halloween is almost here. Well, it's here for us tonight. Pastor Curtis told us what's going on tonight. Trunk or treat. Is everyone coming tonight? Yeah, I hope so. All right. Now, I was going to bring pumpkin and carve it out, but I decided that would be too messy today. So I brought this. What is this? But what type of... It's a jack-o'-lantern, isn't it? All right, now, have all of you carved a jack-o'-lantern before? Yeah, it's kind of gross, isn't it? You have to cut that top off, scoop up all that gross, stringy, smelly, yucky stuff. It's not very nice feeling, is it? It's kind of gross. All right, and then the next thing you have to do is you have to carve a face. You cut out the eyes, nose, and mouth. I always like to see a smiling jack-o'-lantern. I'm not big on the scary ones. All right. And then what do we do once we do that? We put a candle in it, don't we? We let a light shine through. And I've got an itty-bitty one here. And then we place our jack-o'-lantern by the front door or in a window for everyone to see the light. Now, I was thinking about that, and it made me think about Jesus when we invite Jesus into our lives and into our heart. He takes out all the yucky stuff from inside of us. He takes out all of our hate and doubt and selfishness, and he lets a light shine out from us so the entire world can see, just like a jack-o'-lantern. Now, so... I think it's very important that when you look at this jack-o'-lantern or any other jack-o'-lantern, I want you to think about Jesus being inside you and being the light that shines through. Can you remember that when you look at the jack-o'-lanterns tonight? 
Yeah. Okay. Now, when I was a little girl, too, we didn't celebrate Halloween, but this light made me also think of a song when I was little that my grandfather used to sing to me. He had 21 grandchildren, and he would pick one night a week, and my family's night was Wednesday, and he'd come pick up all the kids, and we'd go to an ice cream shop called Dipper Dan, and he would sing This Little Light of Mine. Have you ever heard of that song? Well, when you see this jack-o'-lantern, I want you to think of that song as well. And I have something for everyone tonight that you can let shine when you think about Jesus. Now, Mr. Andy and Riley are now going to sing that song to help us remember to let the light of Jesus shine through as I pass these out. This little light of mine, I'm gonna let it shine. This little light of mine, I'm gonna let it shine. This little light of mine, I'm gonna let it shine. Let it shine, let it shine, let it shine. Hide it under a bushel, no, I'm gonna let it shine. Hide it under a bushel, no. I'm gonna let it shine. Hide it under a bushel, no. I'm gonna let it shine. Let it shine. Let it shine. Let it shine. Don't let Satan blow it out. I'm gonna let it shine. Don't let Satan blow it out. I'm gonna let it shine. Don't let Satan blow it out. I'm gonna let it shine. Let it shine. Let it shine, let it shine. Everybody, this little light of mine, I'm gonna let it shine. This little light of mine, I'm gonna let it shine. This little light of mine, I'm gonna let it shine. Let it shine, let it shine, let it shine. You know, um, Michelle, we can let, we'd love for you to speak more often because you speak truly the Queen's English. <laughs> we love it. It's, love, it's pleasant to our ears. Let us bow our heads in prayer. Oh God, in your mercy, hear the prayers of these thy people. Oh God, we find our happiness when we trust you. Uh, you are awesome creator, God. And we come this day, offer our praises and our thanksgiving. We come and reminded of the ways that you love us, reminded of how important it is for us to be part of your family and the people of God. And yet, we have to be honest, Lord, and Commit to our sins and shortcomings, even though you have called us to love you with all our heart and mind and soul and strength 
and to love each other, we still go off on our own paths. We don't always do those things. We love you half-heartedly. We give more attention to our own needs than others. Oh Lord, turn us back this day. Forgive us again our sin. Renew us once more. May your Holy Spirit bear witness that you are a merciful God who has provided for us. And oh Lord, we pray this day that you'd have mercy upon all those who may be afflicted. Um, we ask you to proclaim release to all those who are in need of your healing touch. And especially this day, oh God, we pray for the family of Jack Keener. We pray for a friend's cousin. We pray for mother who is awaiting medical test results. We pray for a brother who is struggling with alcohol. We pray for a grandpa. We pray for Christian guidance for sons and daughters, for Carol and her family who lost her mother, and for Marcus and his family as he faces his injuries. We pray for a father with cancer. We pray for comfort for Daniel as he remains in the burn center. We pray for those who are in the path of this upcoming storm. And Lord, we pray for many unnamed and named and those that we name in our hearts even now. Oh Lord, we know that if we seek you and we come before you, you will hear us. And so we pray, oh God, that you have heard us and that you answer these prayers as you know is best for all concerned. As we pray with one voice the prayer that you taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Amen. Well, I have a lesson today from Matthew chapter 7. Beginning verse 24 through 25. Jesus' words. Jesus said, Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. And the rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house. Yet it did not fall because it had its foundation on the rock. But everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice is like a foolish man who built his house on sand. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house, and it fell with a great crash. <clears throat> 
This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let's pray. Gracious God, we are truly amazed and thankful for how your spirit works in our lives in so many different ways. And we're thankful that you've given us so much guidance on how to live our lives. And you have given us many rules, and we want to see if we can't just boil them down to a few this day. And help may your Holy Spirit guide us and help us as we do that. We pray in Christ's name. Amen. How many of you remember the TV show um, that starred um, John Ritter, um, Eight Simple Rules? Anybody remember that show at all? It's replayed a lot on... Uh, Nickelodeon and those kind of channels. Eight Simple Rules. It was based on a book. John Ritter played the dead. It was based on a book by Bruce Cameron named Eight Simple Rules for Dating My Teenage Daughter. Any of you got any teenage daughters or have had teenage daughters? Some of you? Okay. Now Cameron really did have eight simple rules for young men who wanted to date his teenage daughter. And I want to share with you a couple of, of the examples from his book. I also had two daughters that were once teenagers. Rule, rule number one from his book says, if you pull into my driveway and honk the horn, you better be delivering a package because you sure as heck not picking up anything here. Another rule he had was, the only information I require out of you, young man, is, what, is when you expect to have my daughter safely back at my house, and the only word that I need from you on this subject is one word, early, early. Rule number six, he said, I have no doubt that you are a popular fella with many opportunities to date other girls, but once you've gone out with my little girl, you will not date anyone else until she is finished with you. And if you make her cry, I will make you cry. <laughs> all you fathers of all these little young girls around here, keep these in mind. You're going to need Well, this morning I don't have eight simple rules. For you, I don't have even six or five or four. I have three, three simple rules, three simple rules. And these came not from me but from our founder, believe it or not, John Wesley. John Wesley, over 300 years ago, came out with these rules, and in fact, they're still printed in our Book of Discipline today with elaboration, but he didn't call them the three simple rules. He called them the three, he didn't call them three nothing, he called them the, the general rules, the general rules for our church. And they were designed uh, for the way our church was first organized. Our church was for, first organized around little groups, little small groups. Isn't it amazing how we still have little small groups? It, little small groups of 12 or so people would meet together on a weekly basis, and their whole thing they did was to help each other. They were an accountability group. So they would help each other stay on the path, the Christian path. And all small group ministries we have today, Sunday school, men's, all these groups, uh, all came about really from the Methodist movement uh, that was started by John Wesley. But the general rules are still there. 
And, and John Wesley made a lot of uh, sermons and comments about the general rules. In fact, in fact, when, when you go before the Board of Ordained Ministry, even today, to, to become ordained, to become an ordained minister, you're still asked lots of questions, but one of the questions you're asked is, the bishop says, do you know the rule, general rules of the church? And the second question is, will you keep them? How many of you ever heard of the general rules of the church? A few of you? Okay. It's the, the, most people have never heard of the general rules, but they're gaining more and more popularity because of a retired bishop who wrote a book. How many of you read this book? Three Simple Rules. Have any of you read it? Oh, I got one, two, two. Three Simple Rules, a retired bishop. It was Three Simple Rules, a Wesleyan way of living. These general rules, or these three simple rules, are simply this, okay? And I want you all to help me. Do no harm. Can you all repeat it? Do no harm. Do good. Stay in love with God. John Wesley's general rules. Now, he expounded on them, and in the discipline, they're really expounded on. Okay? But that's, that's what they were. Three simple rules. Do no harm. Do good. Stay in love with God. I contend, you parents, if you will just remember those three simple rules, they will guide you in every situation that you have in your family as you're raising those children. To the rest of you, whose children may have flown the coop by now or maybe don't have children, these three simple rules are great guidance to use throughout all of life in every situation, whether it is with work or school or play. Do no harm, do good, stay in love with God. Let's do them just one more time, as I don't want you to forget them. I want you to remember them when you go home today. Do no harm, do good, Stay in love with God. Okay. Now I want to take just a moment to look, look at these because if you're doing these things, you're not just being a Christian, you're being a United Methodist Christian. You're following in the footsteps of our great founder. Do no harm. You know, sometimes the best thing you can do is not to do something. Okay? I have learned, I have learned especially with, in my family, it is better sometimes not to do something. It's also better not to make a comment on something. If you, if you want to stay out of the doghouse, don't make a comment. Brenda this morning said, how do I look? Now, I could have said A or B or C, okay, but I have learned first rule is not to say anything, which I didn't. I didn't say anything. And she said, so you didn't say anything. That gave me the opening to say something. <laughs> but sometimes you do harm uh, by saying things. And it's so much easier just not to say something and not to harm someone else or, or yourself for that matter. John Wesley, though, expound on this. And John Wesley says, this is avoiding evil of every kind. Okay? And he spelled it out in great detail. He said, like taking God's name in vain, getting drunk, fighting, borrowing money with no intention of repaying, 
These are all things I think we could agree on. These were some of the things that John Wesley said himself about under the do no harm. But he also said these things, which are a little bit harder maybe for us. Do not speak evil of public officials. <laughs> and it's hard to do any. Or ministers. <laughs> he did, he said that. He said, do not wear too much gold jewelry and expensive clothes. And he warned against laying up treasure here on earth. What are some ways that we do harm? Maybe not on purpose, but we still do harm. Anybody want to offer any? Gossiping, maybe. Right? Overeating. I'm guilty of that one. You know? Uh, Name-calling children. Overworking. Husbands and wives. Wasting time. Treating people unequally. All these things are ways that we can do harm to ourselves or to others. And John Wesley says, first, do no harm. Do no harm. Before you act or speak, your question must be, will this harm someone or something or myself? You know how you've heard the rule count to whatever it is, 10 before you speak? Well, that's plenty of time for you just to ask that question. Is this going to harm someone? Is this going to harm something? Or is this going to harm me? Now think about that. That one simple rule would protect lots of things in our world, wouldn't it? I mean, I can think of things from the way children are treated all the way to the way the environment's treated. If you just do no harm, you know, you'll, that's the first rule. Okay, the second rule, do good. Now see, it's not just good enough not to do harm. Because the other side of that is to do something good. So that's why rule number two. Once you've not done any harm, you've got a great opportunity to do some good. So when I spoke this morning, I said, Honey, you look absolutely wonderful. She said, What do you think about the dress I have on? Slimming. I didn't. It was. It's black. It slimmed her. <laughs> she said, what about the jacket? I said, is that the same jacket we took our portraits in? She said, no, it wasn't the same jacket. It's not the same jacket. I said, oh. I said, well, I really like that jacket. But I like this one, too, just as much. She said, it's, this, it's red. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'll pause a second here. How many of you women all think men are colorblind? Do all of you women think that? I think every woman thinks men are colorblind, okay? And, and we are. We are just a little bit, exactly. Okay, because after I put this tie on today, I realized it had navy in it, okay, instead of black, okay? See, that doesn't match, right? Doesn't match, okay? So, <laughs> but anyway, it was red. And so she told me it was red. And I said, it's a great combination, which it really was. She looked good. Do, but you should not, once you don't do any harm, you've got to do good, okay? You've got to take the next step. You've got to make a, you've got to do a positive contribution. A positive contribution. You've got to make life better. You've got to make life better for somebody or something. 
you got to make the world a better place. And all it takes is these simple actions, simple actions of doing no harm and doing some good. Wesley said we should do good at ev of every possible sort and as far as possible to every sort of people. Okay? And he, of course, included many things which we take for granted today, but it was our founder, and you United Methodists need to be proud of this, it was our founder who came up with the first libraries, came up with the first Sunday school, came up with the first medical clinics, okay, that were sponsored by churches, came up with the first food uh, thing, food ministries. John Wesley was the one that came up with those things in the 1700s in a world of great, a lot greater need than the world is today. So those are ways you can do good. The possibilities are endless. You can support our many missions in our area or the many missions that are co uh, connected to our church. You can volunteer to teach a Sunday school class or to do a children's uh, time. You could volunteer to mentor a child. There is so many ways you can do good within Memorial Church uh, and within this community, and you would be following that simple rule of do good. Do not do any harm and do good. Now, the third rule, Wesley put it this way. He said, attend upon the ordinances of God, and Bishop um, Job, who wrote this book, Three Simple Rules, said he took that to mean stay in love with God. And so it's reinterpreted, but it is the same thing because this, the things Wesley asks us to do are ways that we can stay in love with God. And so when Wesley says, attend upon the ordinances of God, he meant things like what we're doing right now. This is the way we stay in love with God, when we come together and we sing about God. I, there's not a person in here that was, couldn't have been affected by that very first song we sung. That is one of the most beautiful songs that's ever been produced by Mercy Me, that, for that song right there that we sang. You stay in love with God by coming together as a community and worshiping and loving and caring and fellowshipping and sharing together. Study the scriptures, prayer, abstaining from those things that can cause you evil and harm Holy communion. Holy communion. These are the ordinances of God. These are the ways we stay in love with God. This is how we maintain our connection to God. This is how we understand that God is a creator, God is a redeemer, and God is a sustainer. These are the three ways that God interacts with us and, and forms us as people. And so when we participate in these things, we are staying in love with God. We are actively working on our relationship. You've got to stay in love with God. How many of you here have been in a relationship of some sort? Anyone here been in a relationship of some sort? You know you have to work on that, right? You just can't. It just doesn't, it just doesn't happen. You have to work on that relationship. I'm working on my relationship, okay, all the time. Even after 33 years, I constantly am still working on my relationship. And, and I get it right sometimes, and sometimes I don't. Uh, probably more often than not, I don't get it right. Okay? But thank goodness for God's great grace and blessings that works to us and for us. But stay in love with God. Stay in love with God. So, so 
And one of the things that was crucial to Wesley was abstaining from those things that will keep your, will take your focus away from God. And there's a lot of things we all need to abstain from. So, is this is a way to approach every situation. And the, the, the first thing you should do is what I try to do is just is ask these questions before I begin something big, especially. Is what I'm getting ready to do, is it going to harm somebody? Is it, is it going to harm myself? Is it going to harm somebody? Or is it going to harm something? And, and think it through. Think about it before you proceed. And sometimes you have to back up. And something you've been violates one of those things. And so you have to change and go in a different direction. The other thing is then, or is, is, am I going to do something good to help the situation? If I'm not going to do any harm, am I going to do something good to help the situation? And if I am, if I'm on the right track, God, help me to do more. Am I staying in love with God? Am I staying in love with God? i got to stop. But let me tell you quickly, we were at a district meeting, and uh, um, Ezra Hills, yeah. And one, the whole theme of the, mo- the talk was about us making sure we were staying healthy and in our, not only minds and bodies, but our spirits, okay? Because ministers have a tremendous rate of burnout, believe it or not, from stress. We carry everyone's problems on our shoulders, and it stresses and burns people out. And especially if we don't take time to stay in love with God. So I know you hope that I stay in love with God, but the thing is, unless you stay in love with God, unless you stay in love with God, my job becomes almost impossible. Okay? So, let's get them. This is it. Y'all get ready to sing. What are they? Do no harm. Do good. Stay in love with God. Three simple rules that can make a big difference. Let's stand and affirm our faith. We are not alone. We live in God's world. We believe in God who has created and is creating, who has come in Jesus, the Word made flesh, to reconcile and make new who works in us and others by the Spirit. We trust in God. We are called to be the church, to celebrate God's presence, to love and serve others, to seek justice and resist evil, to proclaim Jesus crucified and risen, our judge and our hope, in life, in death, in life beyond death, God is with us. We are not alone. Thanks be to God. Amen. You may be seated. Let our ushers come forward now as we continue our worship with our giving. Thought that I was all alone, broken and afraid, but you were there with me.
Yes, you were there with me. When I didn't even know that I had lost my way, but you were there with me. Yes, you were there with me. Till you opened up my eyes, I never knew. Well, I couldn't ever make it without you. Even though the journey
Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship and communion of the Holy Spirit. May they be yours this day and each day. Amen.